before we start, here's a message from one of our friends. I'm Rhea. I'm Jack. I'm Tony. And we are the Pop Girlers. Our mission? To review anything from pop culture. Our credo? To do so in less time than it takes to listen to a song. Our pledge? To strike when you least expect it. BAM! Welcome to the show where people share their passions. Everyone has a geek about something. I'm your super dummy Paul on a mission to learn from people's experiences. This is Era of Geek. It's time for some more music chat today, as I have the pleasure of speaking to an up-and-coming artist whose debut album has just released. We talk about their process, their journey, and why geeking out to music has meant so much to them. And let's get into it. Hello, my name is uh, Jennifer Bombeck, um, also known as MC Evil, um, and I'm a user researcher from Minneapolis, Minnesota, who um, took a songwriting workshop with MC Lars about six years ago um, and decided it was time for me to become a rapper. <laughs> and so now I'm coming out with my first um, album. I've always, I've always wanted to be in a band, um, but I never felt like it was, it was something that was attainable to me. I didn't necessarily have friends around me um, who, you know, and I didn't like necessarily play those kinds of instruments. Um, guitar, I, I tried to play guitar a few times and I, I never quite grokked it. Um, I've always loved music. Um, I've always been really connected to it. It, 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 it's like, you know, the soundtrack of my life. That sounds a little bit goofy, but um, every, every event has, you know, a song attached to it. And um, I'm always like, I don't want silence. I want to always be listening to music. So um, this love of music, I always, I always wanted to create it, but I never felt like that was a thing I could do. Um, necessarily until, uh, like I said, I took I took a songwriting workshop with MC Lars and realized that the writing, I, I've always been a writer, um, poetry in particular, I, I like to write poetry a lot. And um, I realized in that workshop that, wait, I'm writing, I'm writing, these could be songs, I, I could be a songwriter. So um, after that, I just started writing songs. I wrote songs and wrote songs for like seven months and I had all this material. Um, and I had the same challenge with making them into music that I had um, in my past, which was I didn't have the kinds of friends around me who wanted to make a band with me. So um, I didn't know anybody who could make music for me. Um, so I did some research and realized, okay, there's this program called Ableton and it seems like it's a little more creative in terms of how you can make music so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that and see what I can do and and there was a, a came with a device called a push so I got I got that and I thought oh I'm gonna figure out how to make my own music and that didn't go very well. Um, I tried to, you know, like look online, find YouTube video. How do you make music? How do you make electronic music? And like, 
people kept talking about a DAW. I couldn't figure out what that meant. Like, what, what is that? What, what are these people talking about? I was, I felt so lost, but I was, I was determined. Um, so I did a search uh, in online for, okay, there's got to be someone who can teach me how to use Ableton. Like if I learn how to use Ableton, I imagine I can make music to go with my songs. Um, it just so happened that there was a music school uh, about two miles from my house and they were starting an Ableton introduction class in two weeks. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is, this is meant to be. And not only that, but it was actually, I, I, I said in my mind, okay, I need someone who can help me learn this. And hopefully it'll be on Monday nights. Cause that's like the best for my schedule. And it was on Monday nights too. <laughs> uh, so that place was called slam Academy. Uh, it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it, um, so I went there, I was like, okay, well, let's go see what's going on at Slam Academy. Um, and I met one of the owners, James Patrick, and I told them my story, you know, I've got these poems, and I want to make them songs. Um, can you help me? I, I bought I bought Ableton, and I don't know how to use it. And he said, I can absolutely help you. We'll get you started in Ableton, and we'll get you going. Um, and so I took that Ableton class and I had a song at the end of it. It was a six month class. Um, and I, I had a song and it's a song that not many people have heard. <laughs> it's not, not great, <laughs> but it was a song. And, uh, the teacher of the class, he heard the potential there. Um, and so he reached out to me about helping me, um, continue to, to grow my capabilities. And so he became my mentor, um, and helped me figure out how to, to actually make the beats to go with my poems. Um, so I actually have been uh, studying with him. His name is James Patrick for about five years. Um, and this November will be the beginning of our sixth year studying together. And that's what I would say to anybody who, who's, you know, kind of wants to do something like this. It's, it's a journey. Um, all of it has been really wonderful, but it took about five years to get to a point where I could, I could, I felt like I could release something of super high quality. Cause yeah, that must've been a real, massive leap into the dark massive investment in yourself because i i don't imagine a course like that is you know 10 bucks i imagine it's it's something you've had to really you know work for there's a massive investment in yourself and as you say it's taken years of work to get to it yeah. I, how does that feel to sort of take a dive into the dark well the reason one of the reasons i did it is i felt like I really needed to have, I didn't want to, I didn't want to grow old and have to do crossword puzzles to keep my brain going. <laughs> I wanted to find something that I could have with me for my life. Um, and that would always sort of challenge my brain and would be fun and would be creative. Um, and that's, that's where the, the, you know, writing the songs was, was wonderful. Um, but it wasn't enough of a, um, a brain challenge for me. So that's where I, I came to the realization that I do need to make some kind of investment um, in order to advance in this hobby. I called it a hobby um, that I, I really just wanted to have something that was not my work. 
um, that was something outside of my work that could really, uh, you know, make my brain continue to grow and be challenged and um, be frustrated and, and, you know, go through this, this process. So that, that was part of my thinking and taking it on. And I did know, I remembered reading stories about like Lady Gaga and how, you know, she played piano from the time she was really, really young. And, you know, it, she was, it took a really long time for her to get to where she got. I don't know why it was that particular story. But then I started looking into all these artists and it, it turned out they weren't just famous one day. They put in years and years of work into what they had done. Um, so I looked at that and thought, well, okay, I'll just start, you know, and I really enjoy doing it. It's really fun for me. Um, so, you know, every single day you just keep going and it gets better and better. Um, but that initial investment drove me to want to continue and realize that, uh, yes, this is definitely something I want to do. So I continued to take classes at Slam Academy. Um, and then I eventually reached out to MC Lars um, and I asked him if he would be willing, because I got to the point where my songs, my music was actually getting pretty good. Um, but I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to rap. <laughs> I was more like a performance artist. So I asked him if he would help me learn how to rap. Um, and he said, I can help you with your music. And he has done so much more than kind of teach me how to perform, um, it's been amazing. And he's actually the person who made me realize that I am a songwriter and um, that's, that's what I love doing. And then um, the rest of it, the performance and the creation of the music um, I love doing all of it. So through help, a lot of help and a lot of um, collaboration with these two mentors, I was able to come up with this work of art that I'm really proud of. I feel really lucky. <laughs> Where, um, where I live I'm not that far from Brit school which is basically where all the you know all the English pop artists seem to have come from and it does kind of give you that impression that oh they went to Brit school they came out they became famous it's just how it goes right but <laughs> it's not quite how it goes <laughs> no because exactly. even they had to do loads of work afterwards as well and they had to grind and all you don't hear about the all the other people that went to brit school that are music teachers you know nothing wrong with being a music teacher but yeah. i don't imagine it's what their dream was right exactly yeah it's um it's important i think it's important too for people to to not just imagine that you know these things are are magical right it's it's when you put in work, you can get something from it. It must have been really affirming that you've come away from the course and you've come away from your experiences with Lars that in both occasions they've said, I'm willing to put extra work into you. Because that I the emerge yeah. especially, you know, the school and with Lars actually, both of them deal with so many people. They can't do that to everyone. It must be quite affirming. Yeah, very affirming, most definitely. Um, I feel so lucky to have both of them as mentors. Um, and and just from really different worlds too, like, 
uh, James Patrick was really, you know, he grew up on learning music from, you know, the producers who worked with Prince and people like that. So he's coming from this very, very cool and interesting musical background. Um, and then MC Lars is coming from this, you know, literary writer kind of uh, intellectual world. And so kind of pulling all of these things together. Um, it felt like you know, this was like the sweet spot for me, having these two mentors. And I've, I've been really lucky in working with both of them. You need a posse. You definitely need a posse. <laughs> it's true, yes. <laughs> no, you absolutely do. It shows like the difference it can make when, you know, people support each other. Yes. In whatever way you possibly can. And that's, you know, even if it's just standing in the background going, yes, you can do it. Like, it's important to support. The people that you like absolutely i 100 percent agree with that yes and that includes going out and buying the album um, <laughs> <laughs> mc lars he's uh, an amazing human being yeah he's so encouraging and so positive and um just smart and connected and just one of the best humans in the world honestly <laughs> i can't agree more he's such a great person um so yeah, the, the album, this is, I know it's one of those things that people say to say it's, you know, this album is very personal to you, but you, on your website, you literally have a reason for every single track on the album. You've got reasons why you wanted it to be on there. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, it kind of came from, well, when I started working with MC Lars, um, you know, I reached out to them asking for help and we kind of figured out this arrangement where we would meet um and from there he actually founded what he calls the lit hop academy so he's got multiple students for this lit hop academy um so that was that was one of the reasons i wanted to call it the lit hop lessons um i worked with him and came up with about a hundred different song sketches um so this album is a culling of those sketches it's a it's nine of the the songs from those different exercises um and you know that's one of the reasons i call him the creative director of the album is that uh these are all assignments that came from him you know write about a thing and then i would take that and kind of put my own twist on it and then work with james patrick to make it really um really rock, I guess I could say. And, uh, and through that process, um, both learn how to, you know, um, perform better to write better and to make better beats. Uh, and yes, and all hundred of them are personal in one way or another, but these songs, uh, obviously became very, very personal in that they they got such attention and scrutiny after they were sketches um and worked through and and really brought to life as songs and that process was just really fascinating to go through um yeah i don't think people really understand how much it takes to put into a song to make it something that other people might want to listen to <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's, it's one thing to have an idea in your mind of something that oh i like that but it's another thing to create a whole product that you can put out there people will listen to it make sense to them they can have the same feelings that you have yeah and that was something that i was always um that was always a dream of mine was to be able to like i have been touched by so many songs i have been you know just 
amazed by and made to cry and made to think and made to do all these things through music that, um, you know, being able to do that with one person in, in my songs would just be truly amazing to me. So being able to create that art that I, MC Lars and I talk about it sometimes, which is just that, you know, if you can touch one person in a positive way, then, you know, you've made a difference in life and you've, you've brought something good into the world. And that, um, that's really, that's really what I'm hoping to do with my music is bring something good into the world. Yeah. It's a great ambition. We need more good in the world. (laughs) (laughs) We do. (laughs) Now I won't be mean and ask you, which is your favorite track because that's like picking your children, but is there one that, means the most to you i think the one that feels the most sort of relevant to me um is is the navigate reality song um it's kind of got this frenetic energy and i feel like it's 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 written based on a story that i didn't write but it's also like really really relevant to the world today um this idea of navigating reality um, and I love the message of the the person. I, I made the person, the main character in the story, um, refuse to give in to the meanness, the bullying, the, everything that has come at, at her um, and to stay, you know, just grateful and happy for the things that she had. And, you know, she's the only one who's seen the sun on this planet. And um, just that attitude of remembering that, it's really critical to not let all the slings and arrows bring you down. Right. So I think that one really, I also feel like the notion of navigating reality is pretty timely right now. (laughs) Important message for people. (laughs) Yes, definitely. true. (laughs) No, it is lovely that, you know, you've put so much of yourself into these not just in your work but in the way that you see the world in your attitude toward things it's not just it's each of it is a story it's a story about you it's a story about how you feel in different times of your life yeah and I think you know there's other you always feel I think people feel alone in the world and so to put I feel like I'm I'm a strange person I'm I'm a little bit weird and I like I like the idea of putting it that out there because I bet there's other people like me I bet there's other people who could get some use out of knowing that someone like me exists and that these thoughts are being thought and these words are being said and performed and um that there's that connection like one of my lines is connection can be magic a tunnel out of the tragic and that's part of the good um that i want to put into the world it's like i'm here i'm a signal you know um other people if they can benefit from that signal that's a really good thing because i know i felt alone in in my life in different parts and having those voices of those different musical artists has really made a difference for me. Has there been an artist, a track that has sort of been, I don't know, the the soundtrack of your recent life that has pushed you forward? Not 
nothing I can call out specifically that I can think of. I, <laughs> the the main thing that's been on uh, kind of in the forefront has been these songs and, and finishing them. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to having a little bit more space in my brain <laughs> <laughs> because I've set them free. <laughs> yeah. It must be all consuming trying to get something like this out there. You must, even if you're working on one thing, you probably have like, a million yeah. different things at the back of your head about different tracks about, Oh, maybe I should have done this on that one whilst you're doing something else on another one. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a brain like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm finishing this. The the thing I think that is, is, was the most challenging was the patience of this song. No, this song isn't done yet. This song isn't done yet, you know, and there's just lots and lots of layers that, you have to go through to really make it sound good. And um, yeah, I just kept feeling like, well, it's done, right? No, it's not done. <laughs> so the patience was, I think that was probably my biggest challenge. Must be hard on the other side as well, because you also need to know when to stop. That's true. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the mentors really help help in that way. <laughs> so I have to ask, why MC Evil? Well, that is a story that goes back to my first nickname in college. Um, I I was dubbed Evil. My name is Jennifer, Evil Jennifer, E-V-I-L, by, um, by a person who later became a friend. Um, and that that name, I, he, he like wrote it on my dorm room wall. I'm not sure. I, I, I really am still not sure why I was evil because I was one of the friendliest people ever. Um, but that stuck and it was funny. I thought it was funny. So um, then a couple of years later, for some reason, I got I I got mad at this person. I don't even remember the details anymore, but gotten a little bit of a fight. And I and I said, I'm taking my nickname back. And so I'm changing it to E-V-O-L. I'm evil, Jennifer. And I think I think maybe the Sonic Youth album was out at that time, the Sonic Youth album, Evil. Maybe I was influenced by that, but um, I took it back. And so I kept evil, evil Jennifer is my nickname. And then when I, when I decided I needed to do this music thing, um, that was the perfect, the perfect name, MC Evil. Um, also just the idea of it being love backwards is um, just close to my heart because I believe in love, but I believe in love with a backbone. And, and so evil it's in there, it's in there. So tough love, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're ready to show the love, but you're also prepared for the world, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's not naive. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. That's a good way of putting it because it's easy to, it's easy to try and put good out into this world and then be naive and it all get thrown back at you. And absolutely. It, yeah. Right. Exactly. You got to be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the first time you kind of music spoke to you in a particular way that you were like, oh yeah, this is, I love music. That is a great question. I, I think it's just always, always been there. I mean, uh, um, I remember having, 45s when I was little and playing them and singing them and singing them to the audiences in my room in the background. I think, uh, I guess the first memory I have of something like that is a song called You Light Up My Life, if you know that song. 
Uh, it rings a vague bell. It's a very old song. But anyway, that that, that idea of just like, my parents, uh, my family was pretty musical. Like they at holidays, people, you know, would sit around and some would play music and guitars and things. I never got to do that part. I was always just one of the singers. But um, it just, it's definitely been there for a while. And my grandpa, actually, he was a... He was in a band uh, when he was growing up, um, Herman and his Cowboy Ramblers. Uh, wow. And I put out an early EP and I called that the Herman EP in honor of him. Mm. Because, yeah, definitely in my genes. It's really something that's surrounded you all your life then. It's no surprises. It's yeah. something that you've wanted to, to follow up on. Yeah, and be part of in a, in a, in a creator way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you are uh, you are a creative person. I've, you know, on your your personal website, you've got a lot of pictures up there. You've it's photography that you do on your website. Is it something that you've always loved? Photography is something that I um, that was that was the the thing I was really focusing on before music. Um, actually, uh, created a, a photo of the day blog that I ran for ten years, and I did wow. a photo of the day. Um, every day for 10 years. And uh, I stopped that in 2020, partially um, because my music was starting to take a lot more of my time. Um, but also partially because I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, my my photos just didn't feel relevant anymore with all of the social justice uh, issues that we were seeing in society with George Floyd getting c- killed. Um, I stopped it and I said, you know what? this isn't really relevant art anymore for me to create or um, it just felt too lighthearted. <laughs> so I started to apply, um, you know, more energy into my music. Um, I had been, I had been working on my music and the photos simultaneously for three years. Um, but it just, the music took over. And what's great about that is I have a lot of photos that I can use now and leverage for for my musical art so that's pretty that's pretty cool i feel lucky to have that that past experience and hobby to leverage now that's interesting is that you've you kind of moved away from one creative outlet because you didn't feel like it was speaking the way that you wanted it to that says a lot about you and the way that you want to you want the world to foresee you mm. want to be able to make change in the world yeah the photos were not were all visual um and i i used my words in the way i titled them but um it was never really quite enough i've always been more interested in using my words um and ha- hadn't really found a way to do that until like i said that that random workshop mc lart and he what he, the workshop wasn't even like part of the show. It was just something that got added later. Um, and I just happened to randomly see that it was added later. Um, and it literally changed my life going to this one hour workshop he did on um, songwriting. It just helped focus me in the direction I needed to be going. It's funny. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that have just seemed to happen in the right time that have spoken to you this workshop happened at the right time and the courses happened to be on the day that you needed them to be (laughs) it's like 
<laughs> I don't believe in fate, but you're really testing that for me. Right <laughs> yeah, it kind of tested it me for me too. It was like, obviously, I need to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the world is pointing you in this direction. Yeah. So what? What next? You said you have sort of a hundred things that you wrote down, ideas, plans for tracks. Is this where you're going, or after this, will you be sort of taking a break and then? seeing what happens next they have um those those are all live sketches on soundcloud so they're done and gone and i've moved on um to new songs and i've got i've got a bunch of new songs i'm working on and i've got a whole new ableton template that james patrick and i created and things are bumping a lot harder um and i'm able to create because of that process of going through making those songs sound really good um i understand so much more intimately and intricately how to make a sound sound good from the songs sound good from the beginning so that's what i've been doing and i've got um still working with mc lars and the lit hop academy um but but we're gonna take a little bit of a break so i'm gonna have some time to myself to really dive into kind of what i want to do next i've got a couple of concept ideas for albums and um just different things but you just really have to figure out what you want to focus on so the uh, the next few things are going to be single songs and just kind of sharing those with the world and releasing those um and kind of seeing where that takes me after the album mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you come up with next. Aww, it is, thank you. It really sounds like you're open to, you're open to learning. You're open to sort of advancing yourself. You want to get better at everything, and I, I can't wait to see, sort of what you create. Thank you. I'm also really excited about um, who I can who I can reach out to and collaborate with. Now that I feel like I have, I have some some good work out there in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your, a nice, this is my business interview question. Sure. What is, what is your 10 year plan then? Where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself rich and famous? Do you see yourself just enjoying this? Do you see yourself changing the world? What is, where's your direction hopefully going? I, I think that, um, like you were saying, just open, open to the possibilities. Um, I would like to, my personal goal is to just keep creating um, and putting that out in the world and seeing how that interacts with the world and where that may go, um, you know, collaborators or different ways technology changes and how I can leverage some of that um, and being open to the possibilities of, of what could happen. For people listening who have their project in mind or, you know, they're working on something, they've got something in the back of their mind, what would your message to be to sort of, you know, go for it, seek it out to actually work on the thing that they've got niggling at the back of their brain? Uh, my message would be that there's no reason not to keep going forward and going further. Um, you never know in life what can happen. Um, putting, putting in the work is a reward in and of itself. Um, and it's never, ever too late. Uh, I don't think anybody looked at me, you know, I, I went and told my coworkers, like this was five years ago, um, I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> Five years ago and uh they were like 
cool. All right. But it's just never too late to go and do the thing that you want to do. It might not be the right time. So you might have to sort of like put other things in front of it before you can get to it. But it's never too late until you're dead. So you should keep trying and keep going. And even if it's like a little bit of the thing that you wanna do and you can only carve out so much time or space or energy or resources for it, um, do a little bit of what makes you happy and then you can make more and more space in your life for that over time. You can find MC Evo's debut album, Lit Hop Lessons, now available on Apple, Spotify, and Bandcamp. To find out more about her other music and a detailed description of her feelings behind each track, visit her website, mcevonation.com. You can keep up to date with her goings-on at social media at mcevonation. All links available in the show notes. If you'd like to find out more about Lit Hop Academy from MC Lars, head to mclars.com. As always, thank you for listening. You can contact the show at Era of Geek on social media or head to superdummy.co.uk slash geek. If you like the show, please do leave a review and tell your friends. You can also leave a review on podchaser.com.